ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Truth. Welcome back to a brand new episode of 32 Teams in 32 Days, episode number 29. I am your host, the one you love the most, Niall Hessen. And today, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to be talking about the Los Angeles Chargers. Ladies and gentlemen, we have finally, finally hit the final division, the Los Angeles Chargers, kicking things off here in the AFC West Division. A very interesting AFC West Division, should I note. There's some good teams in here, and there's also some not good teams in here. Uh, so after I go over each and every one of those teams, I'm sure you'll be able to figure out which ones I think are good and which ones I think are bad. If you guys are new to the series 32 teams in 32 days, let me give you guys a brief rundown on how this series works. I will first go over my three key players I think are the key to the team's success. That will lead us to our first trivia question slash break of the podcast. When we come back from that break, I will go over my two key draft picks as well as two key free agent signings I liked by the team this year. That will then lead us to our second and final trivia question slash break of the podcast. And when we come back from break, I'll go over my three keys to success as well as my predictions for the upcoming year. Let's hop right into it. The first key player I have for the Los Angeles Chargers is Justin Herbert. Now, I'll be the first one to admit, um, if you guys listened to my NFL draft uh, show uh, last year, uh, going into the 2020 NFL draft, and honestly, starting fantasy and throughout fantasy, I was not a Justin Herbert fan at all. I didn't think he was a good quarterback. I thought he was actually one of the worst quarterbacks coming out of the draft class uh, last year. And I was completely wrong, you know, and I'll admit it, I was wrong. You know, I'm human too. For some reason, I just didn't like Justin Herbert, Um, you know, and to be honest, we might not be talking about Justin Herbert right now if Tyrod Taylor didn't get his lung punctured, because I'm pretty sure that's how Justin Herbert got the starting job in Los Angeles, um, taking over and then just not losing his job since. But he did win Rookie of the Year last year, had a phenomenal year. He did rob my guy Justin Jefferson of Rookie of the Year, so I'm a little bit salty about that. But Justin Herbert's still a great quarterback here in the NFL. A 66.6 completion percentage, 4,300 yards, 31 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, and a 98.3 rating. Looking at those stats right there, those are only his passing stats. Tremendous, tremendous rookie season for him. He's also able to run the football with his legs too. Um, I'd be very curious to see what his stats would have been like if he played every single game last year. Um, he did play the majority of the games, but he didn't play every single game, so I definitely could expect him to hit 5,000 yards this year, especially with how high-powered offense and how kind of pass-first that offense really is. But Justin Herbert, um, a great pickup by the Chargers, great pick to go out and get a good franchise quarterback. I think you'll have a great career here in the NFL. Be very curious to see if he spends the majority of his career with the Chargers or if he goes elsewhere. Austin Eckler, my second key player, entering his fifth NFL season. Last year, uh, bounced around with some injuries, so he wasn't as effective um, as previous, but uh, Eckler last year, both a running running back and also a receiving running back. In 2019, he had 557 yards uh, rushing on 132 rushes and 993 receiving yards on 92 receptions. So he almost doubled his receptions and reception yards. I should say his reception yards, not his receptions, but doubled his reception yards than his rushing yards. So just goes to show how much of a dynamic the Chargers faced on the passing game and the passing offense, which is not a bad thing. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It's just a different way and a different way to approach uh, the situation. But still, Austin Eckler, great running back in the NFL. Um, he can run the football if need be. Um, he's a great fantasy uh, running back, obviously, especially the numbers he put in 2019. Um, but you're not going to see too many rushes from him. You're going to see 
about 50-50 or even more receptions, reception yards than rushing yards. So again, it's just kind of how the offense works. Um, they do kind of mix in a lot of running backs too, which I'm not a fan of from a fantasy purpose perspective. I may understand the reasoning uh, from an NFL team's perspective, whether that's just trying to preserve the legs or stamina or whatever. Um, but definitely it does hurt a little bit in fantasy. Um, he still makes up for it with the amount of receptions that he does get. But if you're not in a PPR league, I really wouldn't recommend drafting Austin Eckler just because a big part of his game is his receiving game. And then finally, I'm going to go with Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen entering his ninth NFL season has played all with the Los Angeles Chargers. He was on a spam of three consecutive seasons with over 1,000 yards. Last year was eight yards shy, 100 receptions, 992 yards, and eight touchdowns. One of Justin Herbert's, if not Justin Herbert's, favorite target to throw to. You're losing Hunter Henry this year, which opens up some more weapons and more opportunities to be successful. And one of the opportunities for success is Keenan Allen this year. Justin Herbert entering his second NFL season, which means this is second. Uh, this is Keenan Allen's second NFL season with Herbert at the quarterback position. And they definitely have that connection that you can see really helping down the line. Now, I'd be very curious also to see if teams are able to adjust to the Chargers offense well, if they're able to stop Allen and... Maybe there's another receiver that breaks out for the Chargers. But at the moment, I still believe Keenan Allen is Josh, Justin Herbert's number one target. And I do believe that he'll be the best receiver, one of the best receivers in the league this year, especially for fantasy purposes. I'm excited. Well, hopefully I can draft Keenan Allen. I got two fantasy drafts tonight that I won't be a part of because I have Coastal Olympics. Um, but still, Keenan Allen, a great wide receiver, a great weapon that Justin Herbert has in that passing game. That's going to lead us to our first trivia question slash break the podcast. The question is, what year did the Los Angeles Chargers join the NFL? What year did the Los Angeles Chargers join the NFL? The answer, when we come back here on The Truth. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Truth. Before the break, I asked the question, what year did the Chargers join the NFL? They joined the NFL in the year 1970, previously known as the San Diego Chargers, if you guys did not know which you should probably know. Anyways, moving on here, we got my two key draft picks as well as two key free agent signings I liked by the Chargers this offseason. I'm going to go with their first, or sorry, second round choice, Asante Samuel, a quarterback uh, from the Florida State, from the Florida State University, from Florida State University. I've been high on Asante, oh my gosh, I can't even say his name, Asante Samuel, um, ever since he's been in college, he's coming from a great school in the University of Florida State, Florida State University. I don't know why I keep mixing that up. For some reason, I have not been able to say Florida State University. I've said the Florida State University and the University of Florida State. Uh, I had him as a late first round draft choice, so he did follow the second round, but one of the best cornerbacks in the league. Cornerback position, I think, is relatively solid with the Chargers. Um, there is definitely room for improvement. They did lose Casey Hayward. They did lose Desmond King. So a little bit a little bit weaker there. Um, for the most part, their defense is fine. You know, more on the interior defensive line uh, with Bosa and whatnot. Um, but still, you know, they could use some help in the cornerback position. Um, he can also be a, a factor in their return game if they decide to go that route with him as well. Um, but they definitely needed to get a cornerback, at least early on in the draft, um, especially since they didn't really have um, anybody good. I believe Duran James is still on the team. If I'm mistaken, I will correct myself later. But still, the secondary needs some work. They're going out and getting a guy that they want to build up and potentially use further down the line and not just this year. So 
they did the right thing by drafting him, and it's a great cornerback to do it with. And then Brendan Jamie's offensive tackle from Nebraska. Fifth round draft choice right there. Really like this guy. He is a little bit of an interesting, I would say, tackle. Nebraska, you know, a big, 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 Big Ten school. What I mean by big, 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 big is they produce great linemen in the NFL. He's coming from a great school, great coach in Scott Frost. Um, he's a good offensive tackle, some position that they needed to fill and address this offseason. Would be a little bit curious to see how effectively they're going to use him. Um, he probably is a little bit known more of a running a, ta a tackle than a passing tackle, but at the same time, tackle positions are more pass blocking positions, whereas guards and centers are probably more run blocking. So he can uh, pass block, don't get me wrong. I'm just saying, at Nebraska, he was used more for run blocking, um, but again, tackles are more of pass blocking players. So that will address something on that offensive line and hopefully give Justin Herbert some more time in the backfield to make magic happen, or even Austin Eckler or any other player that's back there. Free agent-wise, I'm going to go Jared Cook, tight end from the New Orleans Saints. Jared Cook uh, has had a pretty long career. Let's see, he started his career in 2009, which means he is entering his 15th? No, 3, 6, 9, 12, 13th NFL season. His last two with the New Orleans Saints has also played for the Raiders, Packers, Rams, and the Titans. A mediocre tight end, you know, he's not going to be the Travis Kelsey's, and he's also not going to be like a third-string tight end where he get a couple of receptions a year. He's kind of mediocre, anywhere from like 30 to 60 receptions per year. Yards-wise, again, mediocre. He's not had a 1,000-yard season. His best season was in 2018 with the Raiders um, in the passing or receiving yards category at 896. So he can get targeted. He was targeted a good amount uh, in New Orleans, especially with Drew Brees. Uh, red zone, he was a great red zone tight end. He had 43 receptions for nine touchdowns, which is actually a pretty good ratio um, for a tight end. So he is able to be more of a red zone kind of tight end. He's also a good run blocking tight end as well. Um, with the Saints passing game and also running game, it's actually kind of unique how he's going to a team in a similar boat with Kamara in the running back position. Kamara would be receiving the football as well, not just running the football. Austin Eckler, same situation. So he's going to a good program and a good uh, team that fits his needs and fits his ability to be successful because of how he played in New Orleans. And so can it, will it be an adjustment? Absolutely. I'm not saying you're going to go over there and be like the next Travis Kelsey, but he's at least going in the right direction. He's going to be effective in the run blocking if they stretch it outside. He's going to be effective in the pass catching game, especially since you lost Hunter Henry. You need a good tight end, a good veteran tight end to fill in those shoes. Jared Cook is definitely a guy and a great option for Justin Herbert down the line. I'll be also curious to see how good their connection will be early on. And then finally, I'm going to go Corey Lindsley, center from the Packers. Again, I really like Corey Lindsley as well. Again, coming from a good offense with the Packers, the Packers want to pass the football, um, you know, with Aaron Rodgers. And so Lindsey, uh, more of a pass-blocking uh, lineman, which is what the Chargers need. The Chargers' offensive line, I think, has been mediocre. It hasn't been too great um, over the past couple of years. But regardless, Justin Herbert was able to make it work. And so I think that gives a tremendous tribute to Justin Herbert for being able to do that. But you're adding another weapon on your offensive line to help you be successful again, help Herbert manage the offense as it is his offense to put the, put the team in the best possible position to win. They needed a center, um, and they also needed an offensive tackle. They got that in the draft. They got a center in 
free agency. So they got everything working for them, which is huge. Um, and again, a great a great fit and a great move by the Chargers to go out and get a guy like him. Uh, and then I'm going to leave us to our second and final trivia question slash break the podcast. The question is, which of the following Charger players has the highest career passing rate? Which of the following Chargers has the highest career passing rate? The answer, when we come back, only here on The Truth. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Truth. Before the break, I asked the question, who or which of the following Charger players has the highest career passer rating? The correct answer was Chuck Munsey. I honestly thought it was Philip Rivers. And I didn't know maybe if they would count Drew Brees um, just because, you know, Drew Brees did play with the Saints. He also played with the Chargers, but Saints obviously the majority of his career. So very curious there. And I thought maybe it'd be Philip Rivers. Jeez, I can't speak. Um, But no, Chuck Muncy was the correct answer. Moving on to the final portion of the podcast here, I'm going to go over my three keys to success as well as my predictions for the upcoming year. The first key to success I have is the passing game is key to the team's success. We all know that. Justin Herbert broke out in the league last year. He won Rookie of the Year. Um, One of the better quarterbacks already, um, fantasy quarterback-wise. I've done a couple mock drafts. He's up to the board very quick. So the passing game is the key to their success. Some teams run the football. Some teams are balanced. Some teams pass. The Chargers definitely pass. They got a couple key weapons. They got Corey Lindsley in free agency, who's going to help fit their offensive line. Jared Cook added to the Keenan Allens, the Mike Williams, the Austin Ecklers of the team uh, to help you know that passing game kind of take off and be at the next level. Defensive-wise in the AFC West, I'm not too sure how great pass defense is. Yeah, the Raiders can play defense a little bit. Um, Broncos are probably, Broncos or Chiefs are probably the best defense to go against. But other than that, they really don't got too many great passing defenses that they're going to be facing this year. So if Justin Herbert's able to settle in like he did last year, expect a 5,000-yard season, maybe a 40-touchdown season, maybe, just maybe, an MVP-type season. Do I think he'll win MVP? No, I already said it was going to be Josh Allen. But I'm saying it's possible. I put the defense needs to contend with the Chiefs, in my opinion, um, besides maybe the Broncos. The Chiefs are the only other team that the, the Chargers need to worry about in the division. I don't think you need to worry about the Raiders. You really don't need to worry too much about the Broncos. Um, they're kind of very similar in my records where I put them. But still, the defense needs to contend with the big boys. Sorry about that. My roommate came into my room. Um, but anyways, guys, so talking about the Chargers, the defense just needs to step up. You do probably the worst part about this team is the defense. I'm going to be honest. I mean, the offense is good. We know that. But the defense really has lost some key players. There are some veterans, you know, that are on the team. But for the most part, the defense is the main concern that I have for the Chargers this year. And then I also put the running backs need to be effective in the running game and also passing game. Uh, the running backs are key to the team's success, not only for running the football for the Chargers, but also receiving. They cycle three or four running backs, at least they did last year. Um, you know, to kind of accompanying the play call and, you know, accompanying uh, Justin Herbert. And so I'd be very curious how that, you know, situation will work this year where they go more of an Eckler approach, which I hope because right now my fantasy jazz, I'll probably be stuck with like an Eckler. So I hope they kind of do something like that. But for the most part, I think they're going to try to mix in as many as possible. Regardless, even if they do or don't, they just need to be effective and, and need to do a job. And then they should be fine because the running backs will play a key role. Um, especially if wide receivers are clogged up or it's hard to throw to them. As far as predictions go, I have them finishing 6-10 and and 3rd in the division. I think their offense will be fine. I think that the same thing that will kind of happen last year is either going to be plagued by injuries or their defense isn't going to step up to be successful. 
I think there's a chance that the Chargers make a run for the Super Bowl this year, but there definitely needs to be a lot of things heading in the right direction in order to do that. And I don't think at this exact moment that that is one of the options possible. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of The Truth, another episode of 32 Teams in 32 Days, episode number 29. Three more episodes to go. We have almost made it, boys. The long and tiring grind is almost over. If you guys have missed the previous 28 episodes, I highly suggest you go check them out. If you guys need help with anything, uh, feel free to let me know. And uh, until next time, ladies and gentlemen, I will see you guys in the next one. Make sure you follow the truth at the truth as one on Twitter to stay up to date with the latest information regarding the truth, including podcast dates, upload information, and other information and importance of value. We will kick things off again tomorrow with the Denver Broncos. So thank you guys so much for listening, and I'll talk to you guys in the next one. It's your host, Niall Heston, signing out. Take care. (laughs) 